And now I'm joined by Nikki Doctor, sorry, Nikki Bowe from the Green Party, Northern End candidate. Good morning. Good morning. How are we today? I'm good, thank you. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I'm sure I've got you on the right mic. If I don't, apologise. Uh, anyway, yes, it's good morning. One day to go. One day. One more sleep. <laughs> and then I'm not allowed to do anything tomorrow. You're not allowed to do one single no, thing. You're I'm just going to do anything. S- sit back and relax. Apparently, yeah. Jacinda's going to paint her fence. What I are you going to do? I'm going to hang out with my little lambs. Oh, nice. <laughs> and my dogs and my stepkids. Yeah, yeah. And my partner. Oh, stepkids, yes. Power to you. Give me the fist for that one. I've got three of my own. Have you? I've got yeah. two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Love them. They're, they're, they're my kids. They're stepkids, but they're my kids. That's the way I say it. That's the way I say it. Hey, one first question for you, and this might, it's not a nasty question, but um, the Green Party would like to cap numbers of immigration to 1% of population. Uh, and you're an immigrant. Uh, how do you, what's your, what's your thoughts around that? What's your stance on that? Or were you a, you're a skilled immigrant, so. I'm a skilled immigrant. Yeah, I'm a skilled migrant but category. You, yeah. Um, but again, you are a naturalised New Zealander now, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, I have had a passport here for quite a few years. Yeah. And, uh, because I wanted to have a say in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, I What do I think about it? I I think the Greens are doing a good, a good thing. I think mm-hmm. they have got a very sustainable um, immigration policy. Yeah. And I think that's what we need. We do need to be sustainable. Like, I've, I come from the UK, as you can possibly tell, and what I see happening over there is... Um, frightening really um, and the division between uh, those people who were born in the UK and those people who are now coming into the UK is horrendous and the anger um, that is is going on and I don't want to see that over here so I think a sustainable flow of immigration is essential because you've got to keep New Zealand people happy Mm -hmm. but you've also got to enable people who want to come to this country they need to be able to come so we've we've just got to find a really good um, middle ground yeah and I I feel the Green Party have found that and they've we're you know we are we've got some good work around that and yeah and we are terrible at infrastructure. Oh, we're terrible at infrastructure. <laughs> We've got to have the infrastructure in order to have more people. That's, that's right. You know, and I listen to, that's what New Zealand First harp on about. I've been um, sat listening to uh, Warren Voigt talking about it and... Um, his big thing is, oh, we don't have the infrastructure, so we've got to stop everyone coming in. It's like, well, yeah, you know what? We're also going to be having lots of babies, and we're still going to be producing our own people. We still need the infrastructure. Yeah. Not just about the immigrants. That's right. So, let's sort out the Im- Im- the infrastructure, and then, you know, and then, yeah, we can look after our immigrants and our refugees, because we've really got to also double the number of refugees that come oh, into this country. Oh, we've got to quadruple the number of refugees, we, thank yeah, you very much. We would, yeah, because it's actually embarrassing. It's embarrassing that this country um, is not doing enough on the world stage of taking people who are in dire need yeah we're in a pretty heinous time right now around the rest of the world and we need to be doing something and we're going to be having climate change refugees uh, soon yeah as well, that's as right we've already started to hear um that's been happening and we're going to need to do something about that yeah so. and a lot, I mean, a lot of the areas where um climate refugees are coming from were or still are dependencies of new zealand yeah. you you look at uh, nauru and tokolau yeah. uh kiribati and, and um and small little countries there are some areas two meters above sea level that's as high as it gets yeah um, um, we're the only party that's actually got policies around climate change refugees yeah. um, and enabling them to come in their own category to be able to come here and actually make them different to refugees from the, the rest of the world that yeah. are coming from war-torn countries because 
it is a different situation and we need to treat them differently and we need to be able to bring them in because mm-hmm. their countries are changing dramatically because of us. Yeah, yeah. We have to take some responsibility. And when it comes to the um, ones that are f- uh, fleeing war-torn countries, New Zealand is a part of the, well, was a part of the Coalition of the Willing. We are backing and supporting um, the United States and other states uh, in their war against terrorism um, and, and quite, you know, I've got my air commas going on and all, all that kind of stuff. So we're part of the issue, we're part of the problem, we are helping to create those refugees. Yep. So we have a, a, a moral obligation, um, obligation to be taking them in. We do, we yeah. do and I think it's embarrassing that we we are not and um, I think places like Dunedin have really stepped up oh, and yeah. said you know what we can take these people and look at like the amount of people that I talk to just on everyday people who have helped out in some way or another with the um, the now um, um, the Syrian were refugees they're now are Syrian citizens yeah. um, and I just think it's I feel so proud of Dunedin mm-hmm. of the people who have stepped up from all walks of life yeah. to do something to help out yeah. You know, um, and I just think we, and that's why I love Dunedin, is because we are ready to do that. We are a really great city with really great Mm. people who've got a really big heart. And I think that for me is what's really important. Well, I mean, we've got a rich history of immigration in Dunedin as well. You look at the Lebanese, Chinese, uh, and uh, the Irish, and and, uh, a lot of other nations that came here during the Gold Rush era and after the Gold Rush era. And remember to let people know that there's there's throughout the whole of New Zealand that actually, when you're talking about immigrants, you're actually built on an immigration That's right, that's right. Actually... Yeah, everybody kind of is, even the Māori, because I think the Māori were here originally, so everyone kind oh, of you, came. Well, yeah, we all, we, we all, all came. came at we some all came. point to this land. All right, so um, what what are you what are you most passionate about? Um, you know, we know well what you do for for a living is um, I know you consult on sustainability and, and and the like. So is that your, is that your big passion? Is that the thing that you're geared up to talk about during during the election and the thing you're most passionate about? Because you know, um, think things are missing. I think, and there's some really simple steps that we could take as a nation and as a city to make ourselves a lot more sustainable. I used to work on an industrial worm farm. Yeah, I used to. Work, I used to be a worm farmer, a, a big worm farm um, in, in Central Targa in Cromwell, huge. And we we used to make worm plants for freezing works and other areas. Um, you know, it's interesting to me why why we have a massive landfill. Why don't we have a giant worm farm beside it? Well, you know, that's quite interesting. There's actually a tender that I'm just trying to <laughs> work on at the moment for council, ah. which is on exactly that, because ah. um, we do have some incredible people in the Dunedin City Council, especially in the uh, the waste area, who've mm-hmm. been doing a lot of work on trying to make changes to what's going on in our, our landfill. And over the last 10 years, we've had some real leaps and bounds in stopping putting all sorts of stuff that shouldn't go to landfill into yeah. the landfill, and actually really diverting the waste um, but the food waste and the, the, the green waste is a big one um, yeah. and it's not really helped by the Targo Regional Council which still hasn't cracked down on things like um, illegal dumping specifically um, they're called greenfill and so um, that really needs to be stopped for farms and for just the general 
public area that can actually make money from having a valley and then dumping stuff into it yeah. um, and charging people to do that. It's, so there's a few things that, that the Targa Regional Council need to work on. But the City Council is doing some great work around that. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I can't talk too much about the tender because I'm the one anyone okay. competing with. Hey, me. you need a consultant. Um, you need uh, a consultant. If you need one on the, you know, on wind <laughs> farms, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, your, I'm your guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you asked me about my passion. Well, it's interesting because I wrote a PhD on sustainable education to actually understand what sustainability meant because I was a designer and I was actually making stuff yeah. and then teaching young people at the university here the old design studies oh, oh my gosh how back in the they. day oh my god um, so we were teaching young folk to make more stuff and yeah. it suddenly dawned on me Oh my goodness, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not we don't we need to make this. <laughs> we do really need all this plastic crap. And yeah. so um I decided to study and look into what on earth it could mean for us to still continue to be creative and make more stuff, but how can we do it in a better way? And so I spent five years of my life writing a PhD, and now I get to use my PhD, which is actually really amazing, and I feel quite privileged that mm -hmm. I've managed to find a little niche for myself working in sustainable education. So I, I do, as you say, consult with council um, or with other businesses and with community. Um, I also work in my community doing the same kind of thing so mm -hmm. um, it's all about making that positive change and actually being able to transition ourselves over from this constant feeling that we need to be um, making more crap and having more crap um, yeah. and actually been going saying oh no look at this we can actually be creative in much better ways and we can look at the systems we can look at the services we can actually change our way of thinking about these things yeah and it's actually not that difficult and especially for businesses when you bring it back to money um, it makes a huge difference yeah. and businesses can look at that and go oh actually we'd save quite a lot of money if we did this, this and this. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to energy and I have the privilege of working with some fantastic energy geeks who um, really help me on the crunching those numbers so we can we can really make some positive changes for business. Mm. I know the Green Island Wastewater Project that's been running on um, yeah. I'm guess from the from the, the tip. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, the methane um, that's generated. And that's something, you know, that other countries have been doing for a long you look at Sweden, they've been using waste they've been importing waste from other nations yeah. and converting it into energy. Oh, and it's interesting, I thought that would be something that New Zealand would be quite interested in. Yeah. Doing and we don't we, we send a lot of our waste to China and China has decided now that they don't want our waste and they're mm. gonna you know, all Not the contracts are finished. So uh, you know, is, is the Green Green Party interested in looking at ways of converting our waste into energy to put back into the grid? Um uh, the Green Party has got a lot of really good ideas ideas about green infrastructure and being able to make... Because green tech's the future, right? Green tech is the future. It is the only way and I find it frustrating that um, our current government has zero uh, innovation abilities when it comes to things like this because really, we need to be leading the way. We've led the way in so many different areas for so long and now it feels like we're stagnated yeah. and we have become really stagnant and this country could be a world leader. We're small enough to trial things. You know, we were the first country that had FBOS. We were trialed. Mm. This country was trialed to see how it would work on a big scale. We can trial those things. We can see how they work and we can then take our innovations around the rest of the world. It's not difficult and um, there's amazing work going on uh, We and we can learn from around the rest of the world as well because as you say, Sweden, Germany have been like they... Uh, if you know any German um, immigrants, yeah. um, then <laughs> you can, um, they'll scoff at you about how pathetic our, first, firstly our recycling is, you know, and how pathetic it has been. And the fact that we've had it for, what, 
seven years now or so. Yeah. They've had it for 20 odd years. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, you know, they've separated everything for so long because that's normal. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. You wouldn't put plastics into a landfill because a plastic never, you know, degrades. Yeah. So you would recycle that plastic. You would never drop plastic litter in the street because it goes into the waterways and I'm sure you're aware, German people are quite tidy and neat. And so therefore, <laughs> lots of their, their rubbish isn't around on the street. It gets put into the right recycling, you know, um, recycling bins on the streets. We have that now because of the Dunedin City Council. You don't see that though around the country because it's local councils who are taking the initiative to ensure that those things happen. And I'm proud that Dunedin City Council is that forward thinking and they they've had public places recycling now for quite a long time mm -hmm. we've had residential curbside recycling for a long time and we're progressing to um to do more the, the council's i think really good on that but i think it needs to be um, a government incentive to ensure that we have public places recycling that we have all of the curbside recycling is is sorted and that none of that recycling is ending up going to stockpiles um, when we can actually do something with it and there's a lot of interesting stuff now you can do with plastics and there's businesses being created out of that and I think the government needs to ensure that we really are supporting those innovative businesses which is where the Green Party comes in because yeah. we would and you're right in, in asking about that we would do a lot to try and support all of that green mm. innovation because yeah, I think this you know we talk about sustainability in terms of what's happening on the farm and we talk about sustainability mm. in terms of what's happening with our carbon emissions but we're not talking about that kind of stuff really yeah. Uh, which is really interesting to me. Uh, because is. rubbish is always that kind of put it in the bin and forget about it kind of thing. Yeah. I'm, my partner and I have just taken over um, the lease on a farm. And um, I found it really fascinating to wander around a farm land, piece of land, it's 100 hectares, and see rubbish dumps. Like mm. literally animal remains put with old TVs. And yeah vacuum cleaners and it m makes me feel sick because those things all of those things all leach and they're not far away from um, a beautiful waterway that flows into our ocean and it makes me feel uncomfortable that this is allowed to happen still because our government doesn't see farm dumps as being a problem and won't do anything about it so the yeah. government won't do anything about it it's left to regional councils and our regional council hasn't done anything about it yeah because they're very pro-farming which is great because we want to be pro-farming and we're not trying to be divisive yeah, yeah we yeah, just yeah, need yeah. to work with our farmers and say hey guys can we Maybe not do that. Yeah, well, 100,000 you know, little dumps is a one big dump. It is, and none of those dumps are, are protected. You know, at least if you take it to the landfill, the landfill is actually lined and it's actually collecting the leaching that comes out of it. And by leaching, I'm meaning those heinous chemicals that are going to break down out of your old TV mm -hmm. and then end up in the soil, which drip down into the water, which end up in our waterways, which end up in our fish, which end up in the bigger fish, which end up in our bodies, because we eat them, Yeah, yeah, people. that's right. Mercury, Hello. <laughs> about the mercury. Hello. It's let's one of the reasons why I don't eat fish. Uh, yeah, let's. Yeah, don't eat fish. Just don't eat fish really anyway. Just yeah. don't eat fish. It's probably not really a good thing. If you think about it too much, don't eat good. fish. Have yeah. you, do you know how much plastic's floating around in that water? And it's not just oh. that. It's, it's not just that. Just yeah. remember, 40% of all fish caught has gone back to feeding other fish on fish farms. Uh, yeah. yeah, fish. Okay. <laughs> I haven't touched fish since I was 14 for those exact reasons, and yeah. it's, it's been a very long time now. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, brilliant. So, I mean, why should we give our party... Give, give us the speech. Why should we give our party <laughs> vote to the Greens? I'm already sold, but... Uh, <laughs> Let's sell a couple of other people. And let's remember, um, this election, um, it's more important than ever to keep 
focused and forget about what's happening in the polls. Um, we talked a little bit off that off air, and I have talked about it until I was blue in the face. Um, that polls, um, the way they are collected now, um, uh, are not indicative of the of the nation or the population base. Um, so I don't listen to a polls at all. The numbers are skewed, and then you get scared, and so you think, oh, my team's not going to get over the line. It's going to be a wasted vote. Let's go vote for somebody else. Yeah. Well, first off, before I tell you about the Greens, there's a couple of things I just want to say is um, if you're registered to vote or you're already enrolled to vote, then you can vote anytime and that's fine. If you don't have your paperwork, if it has not landed in your postbox yet, you only have today to do it and that is it. You cannot vote tomorrow. Mm. So for anyone who's listening and you're kind of thinking that you might want to vote but you don't have your paperwork because you're not enrolled, get out there today. You can enrol and you can vote today. Yeah. Tomorrow? You cannot at cannot all. Enroll, yes. You cannot enrol tomorrow, and that is it. So mm-hmm. if you decide tomorrow you want to vote, it's too late, mate. Yeah. So that's really important just to remember. So why would you vote for the Greens? Why, why would you vote for anyone else? Come on. <laughs> this party is the party who... Is, I, I heard James Shaw the other day saying, we're future-focused. And yeah. I'm like, you know what, James? That is exactly it. And that's why I'm with this party, because it's all about what I do, is looking into the future and going, you know what? It's not about us right now. Although I know we all want to think about just us and in our little bubble and how it's going to be, because we're only thinking of ourselves. But actually, we've got to think just a little bit further afield than that and go, you know what? Into the future, somebody else is going to be here. And we've got to be here too we've got to kind of live for quite a long time mm-hmm. this is the only party that really and truly has the evidence base the research the plans yeah they have the plans <laughs> of how <laughs> to actually make changes and that's what's so impressive about this party is we had a climate change action plan in december 2015 when national government was going to the paris accord the green party wrote it all out the whole thing about what we could do and how we could actually meet really good, strong targets for mm. the Paris Accord. And what happened? Of course, National didn't want to do anything. They didn't take us on and they now committed us to next to nothing to make any changes. So climate change in their mind really doesn't exist. Um, and in fact, I saw a, a, a footage the other day of Bill English on his tractor on the steps of Parliament with a sign saying, stupid cow, she signed us up to this, in reference to Helen Clark Mm -hmm. having her trying to get onto the original um, climate change agreements that were in Rio. Oh, the Rio, yeah. Rio. And that was Bill English. First off, sexist mother... Oh, sorry. It's fine. (laughs) Sexist. (sighs) Gosh. And totally, totally ignorant with climate change. Yeah. This is Bill English. Do you realise he is the Prime Minister of our country and anyone voting national, you're going to put him back in there. God's mm. sake. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> the Green Party are the only party that have a really clear plan and it is amazing. And Their climate change action plan is phenomenal. We've even got it down to a two-pager which really outlines what needs to happen, how it can happen, how it can include all the different um, sectors including farming and you know what it's not that hard and it's not that scary for farmers either i am now a farmer my partner and i have taken this on because we want to be involved we want to be there and know what it's like for farmers to be on that side of it so we've taken over 100 hectares so that we can be the same as others we're not as massive because we also try and work as well as farm um 
but we know what that now, what it feels like, and we know how possible this all is. So, fresh water, also a massive thing. It's one of the reasons that I, I got so angry and um, got involved in the Green Party because of our, our water, our so called fresh water. Yeah. We need it to be fresh water again. And Green Party has got some really clear policies around how that can happen. And yes, it will affect farmers, but you know what? It's okay. It's not scary. It's not too hard. It's not going to cost you the earth. It's yeah. about actually doing some practical things which ultimately will look after your farm in the long run. So it's really essential. Um, and what else? It's going to lift people out of poverty. It is totally going to lift people out of poverty. And for you students who are out there listening right now, it's going to help you guys. We have some amazing policies for students to really try and put some money into your pockets so that you don't have to worry about money, paying the rent, paying your power bills over winter. You can actually have some extra money over winter that's actually um, it's looked at regionally. So those students in Auckland versus those students in Dunedin, they actually get slightly different amounts over the winter period because, of course, our power bills are going to be more. Yeah. So we're going to get you some money to help you over the winter to get by plus we've got some really good policies around warm and cozy homes to help up uh, to help with the woof and to also really push that for the housing because we believe that all homes need to be insulated and warm. Mm-hmm. So we've got work to do around that um, we've got good we've got some good action plans on that and we've and now as a student you really need the greens in because we're going to be the only ones who actually look after you and make sure that you can actually focus on your study and not be cold in your homes, not be worrying about how you're going to pay the bills yeah. or your rent. Um, and you'll actually be able to focus on what you need to do when you're studying and actually get that done. Because for us, we put a big emphasis on tertiary education because we believe in the future and the future relies on young folk learning. Yeah learning and being able to participate and engage in our society. Indeed. Uh, Dr Nikki Bowen, thank you so much for coming in this morning. No problem. Yes. It's been great to talk to you. It's been fantastic to talk to you too. Good luck for the next, what, how many hours you got left? <laughs> Not long. Oh, oh 15 hours. Oh 15 hours and then it's all on tomorrow. It's going to be so exciting. I'll be down there in my colours as I always am every year on the day. I can't wait. Uh, this and the census are my two favourite things to do. I don't know why. I just love being a citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad you do, mate. That is pretty awesome. Brilliant. It is now eight minutes to the hour.